Well, this one will take you three weeks to get over. You're not kidding. Holy shit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reheated, the Leftovers podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and we got another three-man crew. Three-man weave. Yeah, three-man weave. Basketball reference, I get it. Yes, okay. Last time, I said it yesterday, or last week. I was was listening. Yep, yep, Mike and Quinn. To the right, introduce yourself. David Danella. Yeah. And running point, Sean Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give our first impressions. I'm going to start. I uh, really like the episode. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely downer, downer ending. Real, real, really bummed me out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, kind of joking. I mean, it was really good. It was a definite downer ending, but we'll talk much more in depth about that. Uh, I didn't really dig the a lot of the little cuts that they were making. Um, like every time somebody would reference something, uh, we would kind of see a, a quick glimpse of that. Um, I, I found that uh, kind of unnecessary, but that's a very minor thing in what I think was still a really strong episode. You're talking about the flashbacks yes. to yeah, the, um, Patty's referencing having mm-hmm. glass cut her throat. Yeah. We see a flash of that. Yeah. yeah. And there, was a, there was a few more throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, yeah, I, I like this episode. It's, it's instantly um, locked into my... Um, Episodes of TV that I know were good and I will never watch them again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a it was a good episode and um, again, like you know, like couldn't couldn't be more interested in the rest of the season now. Yeah. I mean, and I was already you know, they had my rapt attention and yeah. For me, I um, am still sitting. We're about five minutes after watching the ending of this, and I'm just sitting in the emotion of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, part of it, it's um, it's uh, interesting to to, uh, to go through the plot that they're going through this. I, I, I like that they're doing this. Really like bringing in Laurie back for this. Um, and it's inevitable if you mention like, hey, the only way you got to do this is uh, you, you kill yourself temporarily. Uh, you know that that's going to have to happen at some point later. Uh, but it's still the the ending of this is incredibly shocking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beyond just. Um, him deciding to kill himself. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of the episode, uh, I'm just curious, David, what other episodes are locked in mm-hmm. as good episodes of television that you'll never watch again? Well, um, <clears throat> without getting too uh, deep into it, a, f- a fair amount of them... Uh, well, uh, well. First of all, one is um, the episode in House where uh, Cal Penn's character Cutner commits suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really tough episode, um, but I thought also pretty well done. Um, Sorry if you haven't seen House yet. The um, this this one is just this just happened at the wrong time. Was uh, the episode of um, Family Matters where uh, Carl Winslow is uh, is wrestling, does wrestling, and they find out he's a cop and they beat him up for real. Um, I saw that when I was very young, and so it was traumatic. It was traumatic because I wasn't totally sure that wrestling was real or fake at the mm-hmm. time, and it was yeah. uh, very traumatic. Um, I'm trying to think if there's an episode of Game of Thrones that falls under this category. Uh, I really, uh, I really hated the um, the one where Sansa and the uh, and um, Ramsay. The, they call it the White Wedding now, I think yeah. they call it. Um, that's off the top of my head. 
Um, I now I now like run away from certain shows because I feel like they're gonna be episodes like mm-hmm. that. Like I still haven't watched The Wire because I just can't emotionally. That's what it. I was gonna say. Yeah. But I rewatch that every year and a half. Okay, <laughs> I put myself through that torment. Yeah. I watch YouTube. I like watch YouTube clips because I hear people talk about the fun parts, and I like. Oh yeah, them. there are fun parts, and there are some good mm-hmm. quotes that I. So I, I hear if I hear a quote I like, I look it up on YouTube and I watch that <laughs> clip. But I will never watch that entire show. Uh, speaking of uh, Carl, what about you guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, Reginald Val Johnson. Yeah. Val Johnson. Val Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's kind of famous for playing cops in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played him played a cop in Die, Die Hard. Hard. He played a cop in Family Matters. Mm-hmm. And I just saw something that I didn't realize he was in, let alone playing cop in. And I think it was Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah. is he a cop in Ghostbusters? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. He's trying to bust those ghosts. Off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jaywalking. Uh, as far as episodes of television that I won't watch again, I don't think there is one. Um, uh-huh. I, I, when when they're with those episodes, I tend to watch them and live through the pain again. Uh-huh. Just like with Oberyn in the Mountain, uh, <laughs> uh, watch that several times, several times over the Red Wedding, Game of Thrones episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just uh, punish myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the wedding between Jim and Pam on The Office. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great call. Thank you. And that actually sounds like a joke, but uh, I did watch that at a weird part of my life, and it made me really cry. Mm-hmm. And um, I just decided, I'm not going to watch that again. Because uh, I think it'll just remind me of a weird part of my life. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, for me also, can I just... Uh, yeah. One movie that is a, maybe another weird Rack one. Wreck for a Dream is my guess. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I YouTube asked to ask. Like, <laughs> okay. Hope Good for you. No, uh, The Mission. Um, that uh, that Robert De Niro, um, yeah. Jeremy Irons movie. I did not see it. Yeah, uh, that that movie uh, it just it tears me up too bad. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Anyway, uh, so, so let's get into the, into the show here. Um, Kevin wakes up chained to the handcuffed to the bed and um nora is nowhere around um can't find the key uh jill jill comes in and well already talking to patty right patty's all oh, right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um patty tells kevin uh, it's good it's going to be a tough it's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a hard day uh and she tells kevin that nora has has left that the person moving around downstairs isn't nora turns out to be jill um and Joe comes up after he sends her down for, um, uh, what do you send her down for? Like bolt cutters. Bolt cutters. Mm-hmm. Uh, she comes up with a letter, um, and just doesn't doesn't give it to him, because um, what's he gonna do? Because uh, she's a teenager. Yeah, she was all teenager, teenager today. Uh, she she wants she's like, okay, what did you do? What did you mm-hmm. do? And we've already had a conversation with her uh, earlier in the season where she's like, don't fuck this up, don't don't fuck this up, um, and that's her issue right now is she's like okay you fucked this up what did you do he's not saying anything so she's got this letter opens it up and letter only says uh mary and the baby are with me don't call uh yeah any 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 what what made her what made her leave so I mean, like you, all you think back, well, you think back to like last episode and what Nora's yeah, day, the day was she like, had, yeah. and then it just ends with her partner saying that he has a mental illness, He's ghosts, mm-hmm. and yeah, you got to you got to yeah, you got to you got to take care of yourself, and you got to take care of your your kid and yeah. Mary and Mary, yeah. Just I, I, I did think I, I did find it suspect that she didn't take Jill. I thought I thought 
all things. I mean, I know, understand that Jill is not her child, not her kid, but it, it felt like if like if we're really mama bearing this situation, we take Jill. I I, I understand from a mm-hmm. um, from a narrative standpoint why it was very important for Jill to remain in the house. Yeah, I could see it. I could see the plausible case there, but I would also see the case for. Um, Oh, it's difficult. Just like reporting Kevin to the authorities, yeah, and that being like the main issue of safety. But at, at this point, I think Nora's concerns uh, are beyond that scope because she just started a war with the uh, the Murphys. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so Kevin Kevin calls, completely disregarding the request with the, within the letter. Yeah, there was two uh, sentences in yeah, that letter. Yeah, uh, and he completely disregarded her wish. Uh, well, he calls uh, a bunch of times, um, and Patty's, <laughs> Patty's like, oh, I really hope she calls back, <laughs> and yeah. crossing her fingers that and everything. like sarcasm. It did. Yeah. It did. Uh, you, wait, uh, just a quick poll. Um, mm-hmm. You call once and then don't call again? Is that the play, or you just don't call? To me, for seriousness, I call a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably leave a message on the first, uh-huh. uh, call probably no more than five, yeah. and I text... <laughs> Hey, this is important. I really want to talk to you, right? That's probably the extent. Maybe I email too. <laughs> should, I, so, should I try email? <laughs> I feel like this is your process for for dealing. Like it was so. Do you not have a plan of attack when you're when a loved one <laughs> stops calling you? I, I, yeah, I, no, but I, I agree. Like, I, like you obviously you can't not call. Yeah, um, but you can't like it can't be ten missed missed calls. Or ten is a, ten is insane. Ten, ten is I insane. feel like three is the move. I think I think three a text spread out over e- three, two hours. Three a text and an email. <laughs> yeah, um, and a voicemail left on the first. Yeah, a, vo- a voicemail, a text message, an email, plus two other attempts that you don't leave a message on. Yeah, oh that, that also works for dates. <laughs> for, for, for a bad date. Oh boy. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jill goes to the church. We're already having more fun in this podcast than I expected. (laughs) Yeah, well, Uh, it's now ten minutes removed from the dark end of this episode. Uh, I'm happy again. Jill goes to the church to see Michael uh, after that deal with her dad. Um, And uh, they're not having sex. They're not doing anything. But they're saying fuck. But they're saying it a lot. Uh, A lot. She's Um, a petulant teenager, number two. Yeah, she will curse in a church like nobody's business Mm -hmm. um and uh she says well we can fool around well actually what happens first uh says that her dad is seeing um patty uh and his grandfather knows uh his grandfather knows all about it i think he said his grandfather told him or something Mm -hmm. um and he says like well how do you know how do you know that that it's not real or that she's not there I talked to somebody who's not who's not there, something along those lines. Uh, and she's like, "Who? The guy who tells us that we can fool around, but we can't fuck." Um, he later, a little later on, he just says, uh, "I just not sure. I not sure I'm that into you. I don't, I'm not sure I love you. I'm not sure I love yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's a difference. That into you." <laughs> oh, that was in italics. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> you can't read my notes. <laughs> that asterisk. Yeah. Uh, let's see footnote. Yeah. This dude. <laughs> I'm not, so to substitute, I'm not sure I'm this dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that sentence yeah. Yeah. was parsed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he says he doesn't want to because uh, he's not sure that uh, he loves her. Mm-hmm. Um, she storms out. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a walkout. 
I don't know, Storm. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying, as, it's as the editor of your article, I'm yeah. going to suggest yeah. a, a more medium uh, I think I, choice. I think it's, um, it's like a... Is it a bit of a neg? <laughs> you think that's what he's playing? He's, I don't think. I don't think he's going to show up with a giant he, hat that's backing next. He's going to. He's going to wear a pinky ring. Yeah. Next Caesar. Uh, no, I mean, I, but I mean, in terms of uh, how it would, would make somebody feel, he said, "Like you're an. I think you're amazing. I don't think I'm in love with you." So I think in her mind, she's saying, "Like she's like a little bit hurt, mm-hmm. but also like he's, he's thinking about me seriously." Yeah. It's also nice that, like, uh, she's been throwing out all the truth bombs. She's been the blunt one in this conversation. Yeah. And then he gets to win by being the most blunt. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think there's a... There's a... I think it's, I think it's got some... It's a, it's a good move. Yeah, and I also appreciate um, that it's like a... Like, you never see this dynamic on TV where it's like a dude who's not... Who's the one that's not ready. Yeah. So it's nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that that's, that would be too out of character being, you know, who he is. Yeah. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is nice. Um, we go to the hardware store, um, and the... What language is the uh, guy trying to know. learn? I don't know the language. I don't know. But the, I don't know the word duck. for duck in that language. Yeah. I don't know. It, did it seem like some sort of Slavic? It... It, that would be my guess, but it didn't look like it was the Cyrillic alphabet. Yeah. So, who knows? Hmm. It also... Uh, is that going to play some deeper part in later in the episode? Like, that's somehow important to this town? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's an odd throwaway, yeah. otherwise, right? Like, yeah. It's just like, oh, let's add unnecessary texture to this. No, world. you know what I think... You know what I think it might have been, though? Is, like, one of the things that I think... At least I have been watching and being like, why doesn't he just fucking do this? Mm-hmm. Is, um, and it's part of that, that line that the leftovers walk so deftly in, like, making people think, ooh, is this sci fi? And then being like, no, asshole, this is life. Um, is what I've always wanted desperately is for Patty to stand behind somebody who's holding a number up. Yeah. And then. Kevin, and then she tells Kevin what the number is. There's yeah. some indication. So, like, I feel like this was just another feint yeah. at being like, yeah. if Patty is real, Patty will be able to tell us something about this card that mm-hmm. we didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And she did. The closest we got in this episode was revealing that Patty was sitting in front of the sign that said "Key is here." Yeah. I want you when uh, uh, Garvey first woke up. Yeah. Um, that makes him uh, her opaque. From his perspective, yeah, yeah. David, you had said that she could give us information on that card, uh, but ended up not giving information, right? Well, I'm saying if you know, again, if the show ever wanted to show that Patty was real, she could have given information on that card. So I think this was again another feint, another tease at the idea that. That she is either not or not real. And really, again, this was to me like the show being like, hey guys, Patty's not real. Kevin is breaking down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it was very nice to get the backstory on um, Patty's wife that that Kevin knew about it from Laurie. Yeah. Spilling the beans. And she hinted at that a couple episodes back, too. 
Uh, Laurie did? Uh, no, Patty, Patty did. did. Um, she's talking to him, and she's like, oh, you're questioning yourself now, right? Mm -hmm. You're wondering if maybe Laurie talked about me before. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Or because I think she says to, she says, uh, she says, Laurie, uh, or she's like, Laurie told you about me, so what, what makes you think uh, she didn't tell uh, me about you when I was in the guilty mm -hmm. remnants? Yeah. Uh, does it mean nothing that, because Kevin didn't see that card. Um, he didn't see that it was a picture of a duck. And she says before he looks at it, it's a duck. It's a fucking duck. Uh, and then he turns around and sees sees that it's a, a duck. Isn't that pretty much what just would happen? That wasn't... I mean, I... I, I didn't feel like... Uh, I would have to, like, re-watch the tape, but I remember <laughs> watching it thinking... She she offered us no information that Kevin wouldn't have access to. Yeah, my memory is shoddy too, but um, I didn't leave there wondering like, ooh, what's she know uh, that Kevin can't know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I would suggest uh, you go back and watch because um, it could be nothing. Uh, just the be, two of us, though, not just, you, Mike. Yeah. Just you Mike knows what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he's suggesting that this we is, get our facts straight. This <laughs> is like the teacherly suggestion to reread the book. <laughs> to study our notes. <laughs> no, this not is like a... when I in, in uh, tenth grade English. I said, you know, Polonius seems like he's got a lot of good ideas. No, <laughs> I said, um, let's uh, examine that. Yeah, not at all. I think that this show, as we've said many times, uh, rides the line mm -hmm. uh, and shoots things really, really well, so that it can go either way at times. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that I, I too, you know what, I too. We'll go back and watch <laughs> uh, and see, but it seems like that's the way it played out. Is that uh, there the way it was the way it was uh, filmed? Uh, she's looking over, his back is to it, and she's like, "It's, it's a duck. It's a fucking fucking duck." As if the guy was trying to guess what the picture was of. Um, uh, but, but he it, also like he walked in. Uh, the guy told him to hold on. He passed them. Right. Walked past like so like. Um, if you imagine an L where the corner of the L is where this guy and his grandson are, um, he took the path of the L. And so he did, I mean, again, like it might've been subconscious, but I would posit that he <laughs> took the information in, like just by looking at the guy and telling him he needed help mm -hmm. would have seen this card, at least in the back of his mind. Um, I think this is mostly coming from the fact that I'm probably the person on this podcast more than anybody who wants to see some supernatural some supernatural shit yeah um so I will uh, I'll let it go okay but uh I'm gonna <laughs> go back and watch it okay. uh alright overruled yeah. yeah watch yourself uh, Mike is gonna send me uh he's gonna send me a manila envelope he's gonna bring it into the office tomorrow and it's just gonna be frames of shots <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the final, the, the flashcard of the duck itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all enlarged, yeah. uh, and you behind a desk. I'm just going to slam them down one by one. <laughs> one by one. Yeah. All right, so he gets in the car. He's breaking down. Mm -hmm. He's breaking down. Uh, and says, like, just shut up. Like, what do, you want, what do you want me to do? And she says, very seriously, I need you to break into this place. She needs to go back to Cairo, New York. Uh, yeah, get this cup. Uh, get this chalice. It's going to be very heavily guarded. I need you to fill it up to the top with your cum, and I need you to drink it all the way down to the last drop. Uh, and then she just kind of bursts out laughing. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do. I, just, I woke up, or I killed myself, 
And then I, I next thing I know, I'm 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 here with you. Yep, I'm stuck with you like you're stuck with me. Yeah. Mm. Um, anything? Any any other thoughts on that? Thoughts? Uh, thoughts on that little little exchange? I don't know. Like again, like I'm because I'm I I think I'm and I don't know I don't know where you land, but like I'm I don't think that anything supernatural is going on, um, and I just think that that if somebody was going through this like that would kind of be what what a projection of your impulses would tell you at yeah. that point to make you just, believe you know. yeah I think it yeah the the if it's a standard psychotic breakdown of course standard who knows what that yeah. means but um, yeah that would be you. Um, the voices sometimes would be very certain and other times would not be confident yeah yeah uh, so as he's sitting there in the hardware store driveway or parking lot, uh, Michael comes up, sees him talking to, to Patty, takes off his helmet, throws his bike in the back of the tr- truck. Presumptuous. Yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, goes around to the side, just gets in the car, uh, and he says something along the lines of, well, I guess it didn't work. Um, I don't know exactly what he was... What, he's, what he was referring to. It didn't work as in the first time he went to his grandfather's. Virgil's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first time Garvey went to his grandfather's. Okay. Um, and he was told about Patty by his grandfather, um, and he says that he went to go see him, uh, and I guess it comes out to, to Michael then that, that he was he was sleepwalking when, when he did it. So they, they go there. They go to Virgil's, where he's juicing... Um, what is that, Lemons? Lemons, yeah. yeah. Lemons, yeah. He's got to get a Nutriblast. Okay. It's much more... <laughs> you don't Reheat waste it. anything. Sponsored by Nutriblast. Yeah. Um, Buy two. <laughs> you don't need two. Um, unless you want to wow. give one away from a... With, from, that is not in the copy. What if, you want, what if <laughs> copy says buy two? What if you want two glasses of juice at the same time? You buy more fruit. No, but you, you got to wait. <laughs> what what kind of luxury leisure time do you have, Mike? Uh, I'm a busy I man. That, I need to blast that juice now. Yeah, also, what if I want it. strawberry kiwi juice? Um, you make it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I make strawberry juice and I make kiwi juice and, and then I mix the perfect blend. You can also do it at the same time with the Nutriblast. Um, Never heard of that. I wouldn't eat any fruits or vegetables without it. Anywho, this really is... There is nothing. I'm going to take my 17 Nutriblasts and get out of here. <laughs> they just keep sending. And if you put them on eBay, you get a, get a good price for those, though. They All have right. great resale value. Moving on. They're like owning a home. Uh, <laughs> if you want her, her off of you, you got to do it on her turf. Yeah. Um, and you've got to do, you gotta do battle. Um, you have to die. You have to die in order to do that. Mm-hmm. Just temporarily. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. temporarily. Um, and uh, The old death and rebirth story. And he really tells... Popular. He, he fills in those blanks. Uh, it was the, that night that the girls went missing. Uh, Kevin went to Virgil's. Uh, Virgil told him all of this before. And as soon as he was done telling him, he grabbed a, a rope from Virgil's, uh, I guess, picked up a rock along the way. A cinder block. Cinder a cinder block. block. Yeah. Um, both belonging to Virgil. Oh, did they both? He said... He said yeah, they were on his property. Block. Okay. Uh, and then goes to the the lake. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he does that, uh, he says a few a few minutes before that, uh, around the, or around the same time, Earthquake must have opened up a 
a hole, a crack, all the water water drained. So you either have someone really special looking out for you, or you have a most powerful adversary. Oh uh, my title of the episode. God. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. No, it's it's not that. I just think. Oh my god! I think Virgil killed those girls too. You think Virgil followed? I don't think. I don't think that caused the earthquake. I don't think. Stole, no, I think the earthquake. Stole, I stole them teens. I think the earthquake was an accident. Okay. God didn't I, mean I think to the do earthquake it. was an accident, but I think. Yeah, because Virgil did say. Well, he admitted to hurting um, his son yeah. and or son-in-law, um, and uh, he admitted to. Um, not doing, not being a great guy, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Um, Perhaps. Uh, can we talk a little bit about Virgil's house? Yeah, um, where it's set up to be the um, the the shitty magical Negro in the in the outskirts of town. Yeah, um, where he's you know dealing with uh, frog potion esque things, and he's got lights all up in his uh, uh, at every free space in his ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is like uh, like the Dominant. I don't know if any of you have read uh, Ralph Ellison's The Invisible Man, but that's yeah. like the dominant image of that book. Is that he at the end of the at the well at the at the end of the narrative? But it's in in different places in the book. He talks about the place that he lives and how he has filled every like corner and crevice of it with lights, mm-hmm. and that there's just const it's just filled with lights. So what to deal with that? Um, this story of the Invisible Man, God, it's been a long time since I read it. And I need to reread it. But um, and Sean, you can jump in at any time. Um, is it's essentially the story of how growing up black in America will eventually drive you crazy. Um, but it it's um, yeah, uh, race is a socio socio social disease. In other words, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else about the house? Um, pure other outsider status. Um, doesn't belong. Yeah. Not part of. Uh, Um, so, in terms of what he did, uh, we, we get clarification that he is, uh, John Murphy's dad. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael is his grandson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Patty said something about, uh, him being a pedophile. Right? Or uh, Kevin says that. Or no, Caddy, Patty does say that. Yeah. Patty says mm-hmm. that. Um, but we never get any clear... Uh, we never get any clear indication of what happened. We know that it is, seems to be very serious. But I struggle to... And maybe, I, maybe I'm stupid for saying this, but I struggle to think that it's a, like a pedophilic thing just because when the mother finds out that Michael has been going she doesn't freak out the way you would if the you way you yeah. would if you were a pedophile I yeah. think the pedophile reference is that when um, Kevin goes at the end of the episode finally back to Virgil's um, Michael is there yeah. and like seems like upset like oh you interrupted us and yeah, they're like yeah. da- weird dancing vibe. and chanting and yeah. you know pre-sex maybe and then so that's what okay. the yeah. hint is at there yeah. okay uh, now, just to go back a little bit into why you think Virgil might have something to do with these girls. Um, again, like this, just this, um, because, you know, again, and this is hindsight being twenty twenty. So Virgil was desperate for, desperate for Kevin to kill himself. Um, 
we know from we, the information we know that Virgil is unreliable as a character because uh, he says he's going to do things and he doesn't do them. Um, we know that we know that Kevin has no recollection of what how things happened. He has he has no recollection of this thing. And then Patty only says that she has a recollection of it after Virgil told Kevin what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this large gap in Kevin's information. Um, and what we hear of how Kevin handled the situation is what Virgil told him. But there are a couple things that are weird about it. One is that Kevin winds up at a lake that seems like it's far away from wherever Virgil is. Uh, and he doesn't have his car there. So he maybe he trekked through the woods. Maybe he did that. Um, but it just... I don't know. It seems like... Coupled with what happens later on in the episode. So doesn't it seem like there's... That yeah. this is a very... It, 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 it seems like it's very... Uh, and again, and it also it fits both Kevin and Virgil's narratives to make everything be supernatural. Um, but what if... I mean, like, one, what if Kevin was never in the lake when there was water in it? So someone doused him with water after the cave? Well, there was a little bit of water okay. at the bottom of the lake. What if they just, like, rolled him down the side of the thing? Okay. In, like, mud and thing. And so that that's one. I know that's very conspiracy theory. Um, but, again, but, uh, but I, I guess just my other thing is, like, what a grandiose thing to think that the lake drained itself of water to let you live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought that up on a one of the, I think, that episode. Um, I don't know if you were on that one. Um, but that what if Kevin was the reason that that lake drained? Um, Someone saw him drowning and wanted to save him, or the gods ever in his yeah. favor. Yeah. Uh, um, not to be all uh, leftovers about this, but uh, I don't like predicting like this. I just like to uh, let the with. mystery be. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, Grun. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm with you, and I like. I don't know. It just. And, the the Virgil thing was is so dark that like it suddenly it was a thing that like crossed my mind it was like I because I've been thinking these girls just disappeared like like you know I'm like I'm honestly not that interested in what happened to them at this point and you don't mean disappeared meaning they were uh, departed you mean disappeared as in some other thing or do you mean well I I've been operating under the impression that they were swimming in the lake at night and mm-hmm. then the they earthquake happened the and they fell into the chasm mm-hmm. but whatever yeah let's keep going all right. <laughs> Uh, Laurie turns up at Jarden. Uh, she's asking about Tommy. Um, she had called Nora the, the night before, mm-hmm. um, asking about uh, if Tommy's there, uh, which he is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and she shows up, and Kevin uh, rushes off to, to see her. Um, he gets the news that they've been in touch, that Tommy and Jill have been in touch with each other. Um, Was there a f- fight between... Um uh, Patty and Kevin in the woods before this? Yes, that? yes. He rushed out to the woods. They had that fight. And they yelled yeah. at each other. Well, oh, yeah. And, well, and she no, started pushing a... him around, right? Yes. Uh, and she's yelling about, let's do battle. Mm-hmm. Um, she has that little bit of a... It um, was a pretty good moment uh, as far as acting goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she says, yeah, this is this is what I want. Let's, let, let's do battle. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's fight. 
Um, then Laurie turns up at Jarden, um, picks up there. Um, news Tommy and Jill are still talking, and uh, that's that for until he goes to the firehouse. Uh, anything, or can I move on? And that's um, um, no, it's an interesting scene uh, that uh, that that Laurie's coming back into. Um, into this life I still I'm assuming we're going to get a, um, uh, an episode or part of an episode where we see what happens with Laurie and Tom um, and it's just told out of order mm-hmm. um, in this fun way yeah um, uh, it's got to be hard uh, like especially thinking back to the first season when Kevin was trying to call Tommy constantly to find out that Tommy and Jill yeah, had been texting. texting each other yeah that's a big moment um, mm-hmm. and it's also interesting that uh, I mean like you've in the uh, you know I thought there was that scene in the uh, earlier in the season where Kevin says you know his thing about like the he tells his Patty story Nora tells her story about hiring hookers to shoot her in the chest they're all telling the truth and then then Jill's just like Jill's just like yep yep I (laughs) says nothing about uh, and I don't know if she's seen Tommy at this point no she's fresh off of having visited Tommy she's fresh okay she's fresh (laughs) off of having visited Tommy (laughs) and she also uh, she also fails to mention that she snuck into Nora's house and found the gun gun. and put it on her kid's bed Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, yeah I just thought that was interesting yeah Teenagers, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right, so we go to the firehouse. He wants to get the handcuffs off. Um, police issued, so the hardware store guy wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, he cursed. He, he might have been able to smooth talk his way into it, but the, the guy um, shoot him away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to the firehouse where he just was, is hoping to, to get it. Uh, cut off, uh, and they are palm printing guys. Yeah. Uh, John Murphy said that there's a flyer out. You got that flyer? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got that flyer. Uh, and they're just, I guess, giving the guys the opportunity to come in and prove their innocence. Well, then all the innocent men come forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he sees this, and it's like, no. <laughs> uh, Let's get out of here. <laughs> like, no. Stikies. <laughs> And, of course, as he's walking away, uh, Kevin, boom, uh, now we're in it. And you think that he's, each, each, each little moment that he's going to, oh, it's just, he's just going to do that. And he's like, hey, you know, while you're here, why not just uh, just take care of this little piece of paper? Yeah, just prove me. your innocence. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he does it, and uh, it gets scanned. It's now in... In the, system. in the fax machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. Is it getting faxed or is it scanned? <laughs> it's clearly getting scanned. It just yeah. looks like a fax. Uh, we couldn't hear the rest of the dialogue over the dial-up sounds. Um, but uh, so it might have been a fax machine. Uh, not I I hate to be the one to uh, to mountain any molehills, but um, when uh, they had the quick conversation about getting the bolt cutters, um, the, the extras like, you know where they are? Yeah, like I thought suspicious, about that too. Like, yeah. We used them to murder somebody the other day or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, John's like, they're somewhere. And then he comes back like, I, I couldn't find them, boss. Like in this like real sheepish, yeah. like, uh, come on, I'm trying to cover up. So see, you remember see, we this used is, them in see, some See, I, I, I read this as um, uh, like, um, you know, like in college, like, you're in like uh, you're in the dorm room with your girlfriend, and like your roommate comes in, and you're like, "Oh man, hey, like, um, uh, don't you have to 
Oh yeah, I got that thing. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you, oh, I'll be. You've got to go to the library. Yeah, there's no, a, it's yeah. real big testy. Thing. Yeah, and you Te- can test, not testy. Yeah, test, yeah, test, yeah. Test, yeah. Test. I mean, I, and I'm sure it's going to take them upwards of eleven minutes. To, yeah. So. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I thought that was. I need you to buy. Like we don't buy have bolt cutter. We don't need bolt. We don't have bolt Maybe cutters, yeah, that makes but more I, sense. But I, I want to get his handprint. Yeah, um, that makes way more sense. Because uh, the way I was interpreting, I was like, I don't know why they would set it up for some like missing bolt cutters thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd buy either. Either one. No, I like David's. <laughs> um, I switched my my allegiance. Both happened in my timeline. Um, <laughs> all right, so starting the phase. Yeah. Let's, let's rewatch. <laughs> he goes out. Uh, he's in in his truck again. Patty's there, uh, and Patty's like, "Oh, you know, like kind of damnedest thing. You go and get free, and you end up getting caught." Yeah. Um, so this is it's going to be a big problem if they if they match those prints, which you know I don't know why they or how they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, yeah, palm print technology is outstanding <laughs> these days, especially yeah. in small town justice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also um, it also it, and it's a thing that always just gets me on the left. And I understand it, but like, and it gets me on a lot of TV shows. But like, um, it just reminds me how frequently um, the truth will maybe not set you free, but like once something becomes, once you deal with something, it becomes your past. And like the idea that like this palm print, I mean, I know because it's a TV show, like we all know your palm prints there, they're going to find out that it is your palm print. Mm -hmm. So we have that benefit. But like if you're Kevin, I mean, I guess the, the deep seated fear is that you had something to do with, their disappearance because he himself doesn't know because he does yeah because he didn't know he doesn't know but i think even if that is the case like i think you have to just say like listen i sleepwalk i woke up at the bottom of this thing that palm print is mine and i freaked out and i'm sorry i didn't come forward sooner i don't i literally don't remember anything but i will cooperate with you guys i am not I, I don't know where your daughter is. Yeah, I think uh, all of this is really good. It's just as a storytelling device. It's, yeah. it's usually, these days, cheap and crappy to just base a huge plot thing on a secret or a lie in the way that like they haven't been doing really well no. this yeah. season where they just like, all right, he's going to go to the cops and say he murdered Patty or he was yeah. there when Patty killed herself. Yeah. And, and they're just going to deal with that. And then they're going to first episode. Nora's going to tell her secrets. And yeah. um, uh, Kevin's going to tell his like, that's good storytelling that, that was really satisfying for us. This is one of those holdovers from like an episode of the fall guy or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like your crappy eighties TV show of choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you think that's going to happen? That he's just going to well, it, it's Well, it's a little bit late now yeah. um, because he he offered... I mean, he did the palm print thing. Yeah, but, the cow's out of the barn. Um, so they're going to find out. And the, 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 I think now the question is, is, does John kill him before? I mean, yeah. well, is he... Well, is there, he the alive? question is, is he alive? Yeah. And then the question is, does John... If he is alive, does he get a chance to explain himself in a way that means something to John? And I think... I don't know if he has that opportunity now. Yeah. Yeah, could very well be off the table. Yeah. Uh, and John is not the most reasonable of people. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. even if he does uh, kind of tell him, kind of come full truth about sleepwalking and everything, I don't see John letting... Okay, cool. Yeah. 
cool. Um, <laughs> okay, we're good. Although there, there's, I think, like in in kind of framing John's. I guess this is John's father. Uh, Virgil. Still we still haven't know, figured right? out if it's John's father or Erica's father. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're framing a John that might be a little bit more or a little bit less of a villain than he seemed at points this season. Um, Cause right, right. Like uh, the, a couple episodes back, like he seemed like a looming danger at all times. Like he seemed like, yeah. Um, and I mean, I, he's still like a violent man, but he's he the might, reckoner. Yeah. But he might wind up not being the bad guy. Yeah, I don't think of him as an antagonist in the show at this point. I think of them as equal protagonists, yeah. right? It's the it's the Patty episode or Patty line of like I don't know which who's, who's story. Who's story? Yeah, um, so I sort of sympathize with him, even though he did that unforgivable, seemingly unforgivable act of like burning, burning down Eddie Winslow's house. Yeah, <laughs> another Family Matters uh, yeah. connection. Um, all right, so he hasn't aged a day. No, nope. looks great. He yeah. looks younger. Yeah, he <laughs> looked like Eddie Winslow's younger brother. <laughs> uh, so Kevin goes. Oh no, no, skipping. Uh, there's the scene on the porch with Jill. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, where she's asking him, like, you know, you're, you're fucking this up, uh, but you're are, are you pretending? Yeah, are you pretending to like all of this stuff? Uh, wasn't mm-hmm. that the gist of it? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah are, you, are you going along? Yeah. Uh, do you not love Nora? This, um, this to me was like, um, like the beginning of like the really hard scenes to watch. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because I mean, it just reminded me of like what it's like to be a teenager around people that are dealing with like mental illness and like not having the tools to deal with it at all. Yeah. And like thinking it was questions of like, don't you like this? Like, why don't you like this? Or like, why isn't what's going on good enough? Or like things like that. And just like wanting to kind of be like, like in a weird way, you're like, you're like, just like trying to like beg the person to come back. But like, it's obviously like, you just don't have the emotional tools to deal with what you really need to deal with. Nor is it your place. Yeah. The terminology of pretend is really telling and uh, devastating that, she thinks like, oh, once we find out the real you underneath all of this, everything's going to be better, right? That yeah. like, if you just stop playing pretend, um, and yeah, it's clearly not how mental illness works. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he goes to the motel uh, to see Lori. The Prairie Inn. Uh, tells her all about Patty. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's another thing I like about the show is they don't waste any time. Like everything on the show is what's necessary for the storytelling. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to see the scene where he's telling uh, her all about Patty. Yeah. We just it's them sitting there yeah. in silence, and then all of a sudden she just says, "What is she wearing?" Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because like they literally mm-hmm. they teach that in screenwriting one hundred and one is like mm-hmm. never re-explain something that's <laughs> yeah, already yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people still forget that, and because it's, it's one, it, it waste it takes up time. Yeah. No. Um, and two, I, I think in people's heads they they just imagine the the narrative line of the thing, and they think, okay, like if this were happening, you would re you would tell all the information. 
Um, but it was very, yeah, it's very elegant for them to just like have her ask a question that would be potentially be somebody's reaction to having just heard all the information that mm-hmm. he obviously just told them. Yeah. Or at the very least, uh, they wrote that scene and then cut it and were like, yeah, well, they're <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's just great editing. Um, and she says, she's not here, right? No, she's not here. Uh, she wasn't at the, at the bridge. Nope. She wasn't there. And she's like, well, that makes sense. And he's like, you see his eyes go wide, like, wait, it does? It does? How? Well, she'd want to stay as far away from me as possible because I I can prove she doesn't exist. Um, She's being way more blunt than a a therapist would be in this situation, which she admits to. Um, And that's that's when she starts getting into, um, she just starts breaking everything, everything down. Love it. Yeah, um, saying this is why this is happening. This is why that's happening. Oh no, uh, she didn't tell you that. I told you that. That's why she knows that. So there was it was just everything for Kevin. So for then, I'm getting ahead. Uh, anything you guys from you guys? You got I got a thing. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. do. Your thing. I got a thing. I, I wonder if it's the same thing as me. Yeah. Uh, so I love this. Uh, this is the sort of uh, the side that I always uh, take on these. If if Mike's more rooting for spiritual solutions, I'm rooting for realistic solutions. Um, and it is the sort of thing uh, in terms of advancing the plot where like um, I know when you introduce you gotta kill yourself early in this episode he's gotta take that choice just for dramatic purposes um but it's really nice to have this alternative and to see this pop up there mm-hmm. um and I know it's gonna I know he's not gonna take this choice but I'm rooting so hard for this choice to just seek medical help yeah. it's really nice to be there and then it gets turned into a thing about their relationship now because how he interprets it he doesn't even hear the uh we're gonna put you on medicate i mean he hears it but he doesn't like heed that he 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 really hears and latches on to patty's not here when laurie's around yeah. so how i can get better is by keeping laurie around me mm-hmm. that that's his interpretation of that just shows how skewed he's being yeah. Yeah. in this moment um another thing that really um stuck with me was um she says um is patty telling you to do anything right and he just absolutely freezes yep. and like you know, all these, he's hearing all these other people. He's hearing Patty say it. He's hearing Virgil say it. He's hearing other people say, kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never hear him say it out loud. Yeah. Um, and the way, and, and again, like, I think again, like you think about like what this, like what, how the, how this is being framed as an individual. Like this is a person who is hearing who is, I mean, in his mind, he's hearing from other sources, you need to kill yourself, but is not thinking that it's him saying it to himself. Um, and just like, you think about like, one, what it would mean, like, and like, you see like how, like, he's like on the verge of tears and like, doesn't say it, but like, how much changes if he says that right there. Um, and I think that's so telling at the um, the moment where he's choosing whether to drink the poison or not. That whole back and forth is the inner monologue mm-hmm. of somebody who's thinking about killing themselves and not sure. Yeah. 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 And wanting to put it in the hands of someone else. Yeah. And, uh, and I just like, like, like last episode was, um, like I, I already felt this, but, but like this, like 
put the, make the Emmys tomorrow. Like, let's, <laughs> let's give them some awards right now. Like, I like like is, like is there anybody bad on this show right now? Uh, maybe Goat Killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was not very believable in that diner. Yeah. I just don't like how he rolls out his tarp. Yeah. Just doesn't seem like the way it's a, not the a way seasoned it's, Goat Killer yeah. would roll out a tarp. Going Texans don't roll yeah. tarp like that. Really phoning it in. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, he asked, yeah, he asks uh, Lori to come. But before that... And help me if I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that her and Tommy had a fight, um, and that uh, he just left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, she we didn't she, see that, right? No, and okay. she dot 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 some things, which yeah. means we're probably going to flash back and see. Okay, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very clear that like they they stuck to that plan of like, oh, holy. he's the he's the holy he's now holy Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I because I, I had I had questions about that because I. Thinking about last season, I was like, he, he didn't see Holy Wayne. He saw, the last time he saw Holy Wayne was when he brought him that money. Um, yeah, so that was that. that so that story was he's bullshit. telling. So, yeah, is pretty clearly a lie unless yeah. a major thing happened off screen. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, but I, but like a little part of me was like, did I miss something or, or maybe something happened? But no, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, so they go home. To Kevin's house, Jill's not there, Nora calls, um, and uh, he just answers, hey, uh, and the only thing she says is, please stop calling. Yeah. Uh, please stop calling. Uh, and then he's like, he just gives Lori the, uh, I'm going to take this in the other yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> and runs upstairs. Uh, runs all the way upstairs, um, and she lets him know that she left a sign about the key um, which we mentioned earlier, uh, he says she was blocking it. Uh, Patty was blocking it. Uh, the sign was the, with the, the key was under the pillow. Um, and I I don't know um, much about uh, you know how how that how that works like how something that somebody would see. But that's yeah, that's it's so weird that 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 can happen. Also, uh, the teenager didn't see it. Right. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's just plot. I mean, that's yeah. not... I yeah. don't think we're meant to read into yeah. it. Yeah, uh, but I do. Um, <laughs> it's it's just... It's interesting and then and weird and just in the physiological sense of... of I would like that. to know, like, I don't know if they would study this for um, individuals that um, are having hallucinations of people, whether those hallucinations are translucent or opaque or completely yeah. transparent. And it could be... It could be both, and it could also be the kind of thing where it's like, hey, look, if I'm doing up-close magic, I'm doing something in front of your face but directing your attention somewhere else. And And your brain can do that, too. And your brain can do that, too. So if he's just Mm -hmm. focused on something else, he might not notice the sign. Uh, When I have... uh, I think I've told you about this before. Uh, But when I have sleep paralysis and I wake up, uh, occasionally there are hallucinations with that. Yes. Uh, And those I can't see through. So your eyes are open in this, yeah, and you're seeing things that aren't there, yeah. Which uh, which is a, a phenomena um, uh, out there. People wake up, they can't move. Um, some people just can't move. Some people have feelings of like traveling outside of their body, like a feeling of weightlessness. Uh, and some people have the um, uh, hallucinations uh, that people are standing at the foot of, foot of their bed. Some people, sometimes person. Um, 
Isn't there stories of people sitting on their chest? Yeah, yeah so there's the, the old hag syndrome. The, 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 in in like cultures across the world for thousands of years, this has, uh, has been out there. Um, I have, I'm like all of the above. Oh. Um, I get it all. Um, hasn't happened for quite a while. Um, until but, tonight. Until tonight. Um, but the, the point is uh, that, yeah, when, when, when it happens to me, I can't, <clears throat> I can't see through this thing. It's, it's just there. Um, just neat. Uh, <laughs> it's just neat. Uh, I call that wild and wacky. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, he's, he's pleading with her. Like, if, if I can make this stop, if I can get her to go away and I'm not seeing her anymore, would you believe me if I told you that? Yeah. She says, yeah. Next thing you know, tires are screeching after Joe runs upstairs, uh, yeah. and he is off and racing toward Virgil. Yeah, so this seems like, um, for me, I want I just want to talk about this turn, uh, as uh, whether this is a good enough justification for you or not. Uh, because it sounds like he's, like, going for partially the Laurie plan, right? And, like, if he says, I can get, I can get Nora back, I guess his idea is, like, well, I can't get Nori, Nora back the Laurie way, because Nora's not going to have, like... Well, we've we've added a third house guest, and she just happens to be my ex-wife. Yeah, she's um, my ex-wife <laughs> and my doctor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> no conflict of interest here. Yeah. Um, so I guess his his idea is that well, now I'm really forced to do the only thing um, that will get rid of Patty and save this Nora relationship. Does that feel like a good enough justification? It's, yeah, a good I mean, so here? yeah, this is what's uh, yeah. I was struggling with this too because I guess what happens is. And I, and I think what is, like, again, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what he might be going through or what his justification system is. And I'm thinking what it is is if I do, if I do the Laurie route, then this is, then Patty is not real and this is on me. Mm-hmm. And this is me becoming my dad, which is the scariest thing in my life. Yeah. Um, so this is a this is a better way of framing it. I think. Yeah, and so if 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 I go the Virgil route, then this is this is just something. This was a problem that I solved and I fixed it. Yeah, and it's a mystical world that I live in, but it's not my fault. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it could be that he's looking for Nora to as the excuse to say it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I, I think That's this a could, better justification. Yeah, I think this can also be like looked at as like. Just like the like the last, like again, like the same way that Patty telling him not to was kind of like his mind's crisis. This was another mind's crisis, saying, mm-hmm. "Wait, no, we you're gonna kill yourself, man. You gotta kill yourself." And yeah. like, yeah. uh, forgive me if I'm uh, rehashing what you've just said, mm-hmm. um, but for the justification to do it, to for you're saying for him to go to Virgil, justification. Uh, I think I get all that. But wouldn't the justification if be to go to Virgil if he really believes that she is there and not imagine? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so if you said that, yes. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, didn't hear it the way I was thinking it. Uh, re-listen to the podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, okay. I'll do a I'll do a quick re-listen. But yeah, but I, so I, yeah, so I, it's that. But I'm but I'm adding the fact that it's not just it's not just he believes that, but it's also that he needs that. Yeah. To be true. Okay. Um, we skipped over briefly um, Jill coming in, coming in to see Laurie there. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't seen any seen each other, I guess, since the fire. 
No. Yeah. Or, well, I guess in the car. Like, so Lori's seen yeah, Jill, they, they but... Exchange glances yeah. that way, but uh, definitely wouldn't expect her to be in the house. Yeah. Um, and she freaks out, runs upstairs, tires screeching toward toward Virgil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we have that moment where he knocks on the door, and, and there was just... It felt like that something got interrupted. Yeah. yeah. There's some noise happening in yeah, there, for sure. Something was going on. I don't know if it was just a prayer... They're upset on each other. So that's upset prayer if it's prayer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he has to do... He has to drink poison. Poison to stop the heart. That's what he's been kind of making in his uh, in his Nutriblast. Yeah. Um, A lot of uh, thatched root in that yeah. poison. Yeah. Uh, is that belladonna? Yeah. <laughs> is that hemlock? <laughs> oh, it's a bay leaf. Yeah. That's just for flavor. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's got to drink this poison, and he's, did he, he said the guy on the pillar, right? Pillow, I thought, but maybe it was pillar. Oh, I think it was. I think it was. That makes way more yeah. sense because I heard pillow, and I'm like, that's stupid. Yeah. I, I, what are you talking about? I heard pillow also. It's got to be like, pillow. That makes no sense. Yeah. It's got to be pillar. Did he not say in the center of town? I thought he's. He probably did, but I heard pillow so yes, hard that I'm okay. like, that, there's some pillow that I missed, and I feel dumb now. Yeah, after he said pillow, I think I was like, wait, that makes no sense, that I missed whatever he might have said right after mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I settled on pillar, um, and he's talking about that guy, and I guess he says, at least says that he, he went through this process with him. Um, Which yeah. is like, how is that a fucking success story? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not sweetening the pot there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to be Ahab up on the up on the pillow. But it also makes sense now why Michael would be taking kindly to him and bringing him food. Yeah. If they yeah. have that Virgil-Michael relationship. Sure. Um, so he, 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 he goes to drink uh, with that, that fact tucked away. Mm-hmm. Uh, White! Cu- yeah, cup the lips. White! White! Uh, Patty is like, hey, let's, uh, why don't we just everybody calm down? Uh Let's talk about this a moment. It's a really nice reflection of the hesitancy somebody about to do that would feel sure. yeah. for legitimate inner turmoil turned into a dialogue between your imaginary boy and you, or your yeah. imaginary Patty and you. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, and 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 we're just gonna take this guy's word for it that this is gonna this is gonna go fine. The best that we can tell right now is best qualification is he's a pedophile, um, and he. And her had that moment um, where he talks about his dad uh, and what his dad told him, how he got the voices to stop. If, how'd you get them to stop? I started doing what they told me to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And you had said... I said, yeah, I like, like, again, like it was one of these things where like a light bulb erupted in my brain and I said, oh my God, his dad was in a mental facility. What if the I listened to what they told I did what they told me to do was like all the doctors around him yeah. telling him what to do like uh, you know it never occurred to me when they were when his dad said and I'm sure that you know I'm sure that was purposeful but like that I never even occurred to me that that was an option and then I was like but like seeing Lori in this episode reminded me not only is that an option that's the only option unless yeah. there's something supernatural going on yeah well his dad was also he was headed to Australia yeah right yeah. Uh, and there's something, things. yeah, there's something weird happening. There's something up with Australia. Yeah. It's probably going to be season three. Mm-hmm. There's something down under. With <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, something, there's something going on down under. Yeah. Um, I was completely taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, you need your soundboard. I, I know, I know. I left my computer. At uh, Actually, uh, I feel like the leftovers is not the podcast no, with the soundboard. It's not. I don't know. No. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, the wacky episode. <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> helps Game of Thrones. <laughs> Ow, God. Yeah. And gets us through the strain. Yeah. Terrible. Brief aside, just I know we're at the most the darkest moment of this episode. Yes, the strain uh is so bad that it has made me stop reading because I start the show was on and I said, Okay, the show is so bad, it's based on a book, I'll read the book because something must have been good about this. <laughs> And now I am not like I'm. I'm uh, just about at the end of the first book of the trilogy, and I like have to force myself to read. I like I normally am reading constantly, and like I my reading has just grinded to a halt yeah. because I want to get through this book and I don't want to wow. read anymore. It's like uh, you eat your favorite meal when you're sick, and now you can't eat it again. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, hmm. that would be the worst. If yeah. For people besides me um, <laughs> because I eat like the same foods all the yeah. time yeah uh, no that would be extra bad for yeah, you yeah because then you wouldn't would eat anything just be eating stale spaghetti well I guess what I'm saying is that doesn't happen to me oh, yeah. uh, okay. well okay yeah. uh, are you wearing a Chase Bank shirt or a Dharma initiative you say this every time I wear this shirt what is it I say it's the logo for like a North Pole or something I'm gonna like describe this he's wearing a uh, crew neck Henley uh, royal blue very nice uh, long sleeve t-shirt made by Pole. South Pole. South Pole, okay. And it uh, it has what appears to be a hexagonal figure? Is that yeah, it's, a, it's a hexagon inside yeah. a hexagon. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the and the um, the hexagon inside the hexagon is broken up into six... Quadrilateral. Trapezoid. Trapezoids. Trapezoidal quadrilaterals, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it does look like the Dharma Initiative, but it's just, it's just a okay. shirt. <laughs> um, I'm going to bring it up the next time you wear it. Okay. Um, Notice what I did. It's called podcasting. Yeah, it's called good radio. What was happening? <laughs> yeah. And it was it was uh, it was enthralling. Yeah. Um, uh, this is me getting up and walking away. <laughs> it's just your fingers. All right. You know what? Uh, Michael. What's it? Michael Winslow. Yeah. Another Winslow on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie and Michael Winslow. <laughs> and we talked about Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> uh, hitting all the Winslows. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. He ultimately just drinks it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and he's like, uh, they sit there in silence for you know a couple seconds. He's like, well, how long before? Yeah, and just face plants, um, some twitching. Uh, then none of it really lasts too long, um, and then he's he's out. Uh, and the perspective we have is um, Virgil reaching over, grabbing the syringe. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and you wh- see his stopwatch on the, like, face down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and picks it up. No urgency. No. Mm-hmm. Squirts every last drop of it out. It's just a waste. Yeah. So it much of it. Probably was water to begin with. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. Uh, and then reaches into his bag, um, pulls out a gun, um, blesses himself. And then shoots himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through the mouth. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin is left there on the ground. Um, Michael comes in, seemingly not too surprised by what happened. Yeah, he seems pretty upset that his grandfather's dead. Yeah. But it feels like they had a conversation about it or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and just goes to pick up Kevin. 
Yeah, just to kind of pull him out of the room or something. Um, so there's that. Yeah, that's how we end. Yeah, um, and I think part of I think part of the reason why I'm starting to have conspiracy theories about Virgil and the girls is because. Michael was one of the people that was sure about what happened to them. And for some reason, now that there's this weird connection between how Kevin got to the lake and Virgil and Michael and Michael's sureness about what happened to those Mm -hmm. girls. So you think that Michael might be covering up, right? This is one of the few lies he tells, that he's certain they departed so that people don't find out Virgil's involvement or... Yeah, or something, or 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 Michael is, you know, Michael is having some kind of, I don't, not messianic complex, but he's is sees something about what's going on, and either like he thought that he could help his grandfather through his own holiness, or thought there was something holy about his grandfather, um, and was party to something bad, and I think, yeah, I think. If that's the case, it's it's more the latter part of that, um, where he's almost a disciple to his to his uh, grandfather, uh, and could be, could explain why he wasn't so surprised because that's maybe what was interrupted because they they felt or Virgil felt that he was going to come back, that Kevin was going to come back, and this is how this is what's going to happen, and this is what I need you to do. Yeah, this is another one where um, I'm letting the mystery be, but it's 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 a real <laughs> scratcher. Yeah, the the motivation for why Virgil does what he does is beyond me at this point, and it's, yeah. I'm looking forward to finding out. It's it's so beyond, it's so utterly beyond me, and I think they're going to really torture us because I think yeah. the whole next episode There's is going to be about one. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy and Liv, yeah, yeah. Tyler. Uh, um, when he uh, picked up that syringe mm-hmm. and squirted it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the gun coming next. Uh, I thought that it was just going to be... Um, it's, in, it's in God's hands kind yeah. of thing. Just a yeah. calm, just yeah. nothing. Like the, like the whole syringe epinephrine... What is it? Epinephrine? Epinephrine, epinephrine yeah. Uh, thing was just to let that person think that this is only, this is only temporary, um, which if... If it's in God's hands, it will only be temporary. Yeah. I think for me, like, the him shooting himself was, again, the show being like, hey, you fucking idiots, this isn't sci-fi. This isn't fan... Like, this, like, this is, like, not hmm? what this show is. If and you, you think fell there's for it a magical black negro in the forest, <laughs> well, this guy just killed himself. So that's the one that you're trusting? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Oh, and just, uh, again, I just wanted to bring up the, uh, just, like, how, how, um, how supremely the show fucks with you. Because, again, like, uh, Virgil is, uh, the Latin author who wrote the story of Aeneas, uh, right? The Aeneid mm-hmm. is the story of, um, this, tro- the last Trojan warrior, uh, takes his band of Trojans and they go out on the sea. They escape, um, the sacking of Troy. Um, they're lost. They go to, um... Carthage, he fucks died. Oh, that's not. You <laughs> don't need to tell yeah, that's all the, the details. Yeah, that's, but uh, he also he also goes. Cliff notes the cliff he also, notes. He goes to the underworld and uh, he yeah. meets all his fallen Trojan brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's really he's nice. hanging out in Hades for a yeah, while. He's hanging out in Hades. It's a really nice tale. It ends with him finding Rome. 
uh, the, the precursor to Rome. Um, so there's that aspect of Virgil. And then the other aspect of Virgil is he's Dante's guide in Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, like for us, you know, for us geeks out there who hear about a magical Negro named Virgil, mm-hmm. we're like, oh boy. And it's just, I think, again, it's just the show being like, ha ha. Yeah. We, you, we got you again. You thought this was going one way. We're going to zag all over your zigs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see an episode of them in uh, in a bunch of fog uh, with Virgil coming to his assistance. Um, but I want it. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. It, oh, God, the show's so damn good. Yeah. Um, any other any other thoughts? It's a it's an interesting. It, it's it was interesting the framing of this versus Holy Wayne's thing. Yeah, because you realize like. Like yeah, her, Holy Wayne was also a sham artist, but he was like I mean I mean and he was you know doing the stuff with the girls, but <laughs> he was just hugging. He was charging people a lot of money for hugs, um, and I feel like this is like the counterpoint to that. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like some religions get dark. Yeah. Other religions are hug religions that yeah. are just about money. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I, I I just have one question, and I, I I didn't think I know the answer to it. I know my answer to it, but um, my question is uh, for the rest of the panel is, um, is the show confident enough to continue on forever without, if Kevin dies? Yep. It's the first thing I thought when I saw this, the squeeze out um, that like, oh, they're going to do a mid season to death of our protagonist. Yeah. Um, I'm very confident that he's not dead, but um, but I think the show is good enough uh, because, in particular, um, I like the, the Murphy family a lot yeah, at right? this point. Yeah. I think Carrie Coons is amazing. We're getting a talking Laurie Garvey right now. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We got a little bit of a talking uh, uh, Mary. Mary. Yeah. I mean, I, I think part of me in my soul thinks that he's dead, and I think that we're, I think that we're going to, that the, this next season and a half, or this the next three episodes and the next season is going to partially be again like the dealing with the aftermath. I think they're just priming us over and over again, getting closer and closer to getting us to just like, dealing with loss. actual grief and loss. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or he and Patty are now haunting Nora. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think so. Um, but, yeah, I think that this show is is good enough to do that, but is not going to do that. Uh, I think we're going to see him uh, in the next few weeks. Um, I will say I'd be very excited if that happened. I yeah. just don't think it will. Yeah. Um, I'm good. E- I'm good. That's the, that's the great thing about the show. I'm good either way. I'm good if we see him again. I'm good if we don't see him again. There's so much good on this show that it's okay. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? Then we will leave it there. Uh, do you want to do some plugs and then uh, call it a night? What do you got, David? Oh, I I, uh, I don't think I have anything. I mean, uh, future. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Fit House Team the Future. Uh, we perform most Saturday nights. Um, I, think we're, I think we're performing this Saturday night. We're good. Come see us, please. <laughs> Quite a sell. It, no, it, it, I like. Look, look. There's a lot of live comedy that's not worth your money. This one's worth your money. Come see us, okay? <laughs> Speaking of live comedy, not worth your money. <laughs> uh, pause. Wait. 
Uh, I'm going to be performing uh, an uh, uh, improv comedy team in Philadelphia called Bed Savage with Comedian Deconstruction at Latage, 6th and Bainbridge on Thursday night. Um, fourth year? This is the fourth year anniversary yeah. Yeah, of that, uh, that show. Uh, stand-ups perform comedy, and this improv team I'm on uh, deconstructs their, uh, their, their comedy. Uh, and then also in early December, I've got two shows uh, with Good Good Comedy. Uh, December 2nd, a show called Tell Don't Show. And December 10th, a show called Frog Night. So check them out at goodgoodcomedy.com. Cool. Uh, for me, uh, some of the same stuff with uh, with David. The Future, Fit House Team in the Future, uh, Saturday at uh, 9 p.m. And then the Black Friday Comedy Marathon. Uh, which is coming up, starts at 10 a.m. on Friday, November 27th uh, on Black Friday and runs all the way up until midnight on Saturday, the 28th. Ooh, can I do do another plug? Yes. Yeah, um, uh, during that Black Friday comedy marathon, I will also be performing... Uh, in a group called Sister Brother. It's me and my sister, Leah. Oh, okay. It will be the only all-black group at <laughs> Black Friday Comedy Marathon. <laughs> uh, uh, I and, didn't know that was in. That's great. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that'll be Friday at 1.50? P.M.? P.M. 1.50 p.m. So it's cool. it. So go shop for a little bit, come see us, and then go back shopping. I will be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Continuing with what I was going to say. Uh, also in Black Friday Comedy Marathon, Pasiones de Pasiones, mm-hmm. uh, which is something like 5 p.m. on Friday. Uh, that's uh, me and a couple other uh, guys, Steve Kleinedler and Ralph Androcchio. And then The Future performs that Saturday at 10, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Uh, so there's a lot going on, blackfridaycomedymarathon.com. Uh, you can go to mikemarbach.com for this podcast and others. Uh, follow at Mike Marbach, follow at Philly, D-E-E, Way, yeah. uh, and at Sean Landis. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, every. Tweet. Thanks everybody for doing the for thanks you guys for doing the podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. It's like a Facebook.